Ask the Podcast Coach for June 27th, 2020. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. For the 300th time, it's that music that means it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting. Dot com and joining me right over there, the man that saved me back 300 episodes ago when I was just struggling and said, hey, like, you want to try it with a co-host? The one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Happy 300. I mean, like, a, a very nice 300 accident of not really, we didn't intend to do this. It's, yeah. This is like, hey, let's create a show about podcasting and we're going to do these things. No, we just got on here, started talking. It kind of worked. Do you think, I think, I think if the chemistry hadn't worked, we probably would have made it three or four shows and then been like, ah, that's good enough. Right. I mean, the chemistry worked. I liked hanging out with you. So yeah, I originally started this to test blog talk radio. Right. And I did a lot of episodes. So I was trying to find the one where you came on and I found a bunch that were just me and they were painful. And I mean, like (laughs) really bad to listen to. And, uh, well, you were just distracted. Like I remember yeah. those cause I listened to them. That's why I jumped in. I was like, Hey, I do live all the time. Do you want some help? <laughs> I was always really, I always envied your ability to do this solo, which I can't do. Like your solo podcasting is so good. And I always, so I, I listened to school podcasting for a couple of years before that had you on my, had you on my show even, I think mm-hmm. before that. And, and, and so it just, when you started doing it, I was like, yeah, just let's, let me jump in and help you. So you have somebody else to talk while you're, typing back to the chat room or getting things fixed or fixing the banner behind the screen or right. <laughs> Some of those kinds of things. Yeah, it works. We do have a coffee pour this morning. We Dave. do have a uh, coffee pour. Mark over at podcastbranding.co course is gracious enough to support this. What else does Mark do for Mark, us? Mark Dave? does everything. If you want yeah. a website, he will do your website. If you need some sort of lead magnet, he can do anything you want to look professional that has graphics involved. You got to go check out. Did you just burn your hand? No, I put my finger on it and it got really hot. While I was- <laughs> it's a hot pour. It is a hot pour. Yeah, um, but if you're looking for <laughs> podcast graphics, I just had him do mine. For the record, in, in case anybody's wondering, last week on the post show, we looked at Mark's graphics that he did for a show I'm doing called Grow Your Community Show. And I ended up with the paper dolls, but I had him make them colored. So remember yeah, last yeah. week there was, and yeah, I was like, okay, yeah. so I think I'm going to go with that. Uh, and that's the cool thing about it. He is a podcaster and he's also an award-winning graphic artist. So he actually, if you, if he doesn't get it right, in fact, the first time he sent him over, he goes, Hey, here are three things, you know, here are three different ideas I had, or if you want, we can go back to the drawing board. So he's very open to, uh, Really make sure that when you're done, you're happy with uh, what you got. So if you want to check him out, podcastbranding.co, and he's Canadian, so he's very polite, uh, podcastbranding.co, and tell Mark that uh, you heard about it on Ask the Podcast Coach. So Did he did he pick up July, or do we have a July? Uh, what are we doing You know what? July? I need to ask him. It's, we, we were just talking about that, the I fact know, that, like, wow, June is toast. It's done. It's like, <sighs> yep, yeah, all right, sorry, and, which means 2020 is half over. Wow. That went quick. What a, what have you done? Let's talk. Let's let's do a little pandemic review. Yeah. Like as we think about podcasting and, and specifically to you, Dave. So your podcasting. Do you think you did anything different, anything better, anything notable because of the pandemic? Like what what how did the how did the pond the pandemic 
that's what I almost said, the pandemic. Yeah. How did that cause you to change uh, or did it? Uh, are there things that you you'll do different now? Because of it, I don't know. Just some thoughts on it as we kind of do a. It's yeah. not over. But I'm not. Yeah. I'm not declaring that the pandemic is over. I'm just thinking, we made it through the this. We made it through the second quarter of the year. Yeah. Right. I, yeah, April, May. June. I think for me, I thought it was going to have more free time, and so I started a bunch of stuff, and then it dawned on me I didn't really have that much free time. Yeah. And so I kind of had to to back off. And for me, what I've been doing like the past month is I just, I was gaining weight. Like we're, the joke is COVID-19 where the 19 stands for how much weight did you gain? Mm-hmm. And I was just doing stuff and like, Hey, this is, this is not working. And when you set a new record, you're like, Hey, I've never been able to say I weighed 230 and now I can, I'm like, mm, we're really going the wrong way. Cause it used to be mm-hmm. 225 is where I would start to freak out and really chomp down. So I was like, that's why people are like, well, like, why aren't you doing podcasters happy hour anymore? And I'm like, well, number one, I got a bunch of stuff I got to do now for this book. But number two, I spend an hour every day now either walking, riding a bike, doing something to get up and get physical. And I'm really tracking my – so that's – and I think a lot of people can say that, that what mm-hmm. what changed during the pandemic is, oh, I gained a bunch of weight. And so I just had to kind of go, look, I'm going the wrong way. And when you get older like me, losing weight gets even harder because – you just it, it just is so it is no for sure and that's been a struggle i've i've worked hard to to not do that and I, i've been successful at some points and not successful at others i think from a from po- on the podcasting side of things i've realized that i am not listening to the podcast the way i used to and i'm having to find new ways although starting so we have brand new studios that opened friday at gallup so nice. they finished them signed off we can take occupancy so I can. I went in and started moving because when when we gutted that floor, that the, the floor the old studios was on got gutted, and so I had to move the studio into my office. So for oh, I don't know, I must have done that before Christmas. Three or four months, I was in my office uh, doing podcasts at Galp, which wasn't bad, except the walls are thin, <laughs> and I could hear my boss t- talking behind me sometimes, oh. and you're like, oh, eh. that's a that that doesn't work. Yeah. So, so I moved all the equipment in my office. So I went in yesterday. Nobody was there. It was just, it was a ghost town, which was great. I put all the equipment in a, in a bin and drug it over to the new studios and set up. It's really nice standard backdrop behind me. Kind of a, like you'd see a pro gal, it says Gallup, Gallup, Gallup all over the, all over the screen. Right. And, and they have a lighting bar that goes across and then down. And I think we're going to put the big screen right underneath that, that lighting bar. And uh, a warm color, so you know that four thousand K area. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add some additional lights to it as well. But it, it so that for me, this unintended for the for, from the pandemic. But I'm getting new. I'm getting new studios. But I kind of forgot they were coming. So, like we came home, I focused solely on podcasting. I podcasted more during the pandemic at Gallup. We did instead of two a week, we did probably four a week. So we doubled our output. So that was something for me that changed is I just did more shows. Yeah. I start um, I launched two shows that are tests that are gonna die a painful, horrible death, but those were those are fun. So John wants to know, do you have any by any chance any pictures? No, I haven't taken them yet. I, I will I will when I go in this week. I should have I should have yesterday when I was in there. Monday is sound check, light and sound check day. So John, I'll take some I'll take some photos and That'd post be them cool. on Twitter or something. Yeah, I'm gonna go in Monday afternoon and 
get it, assuming I still I'm waiting on a piece of equipment to come. So if that's in, I'll set it up. We'll do some sound checks. We'll we'll do some things. I don't know, uh, Dave, if I'll if I'll podcast in it yet this week. It's it, here in the United States. Fourth of July is Saturday. Most people are taking Friday off. I will as well. Wow. Um, I just have one podcast this week. What? I just get you, when you said that. You're like, wait, the fourth of yeah, the fourth. Yeah, it's in a week. It's, it's next yeah. weekend. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of it's fast, right? Yeah. So I only have one podcast that I may be ready by that time to podcast, and that may be a good opportunity to do it from there. So no, no green screen. It's a, it's a, it's definitely a printed background, and it was like like Dave's background there, except it's their 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 sound, their acoustic tiles uh, that have been have been right. It looks great. I mean, it it really looks. It's branded well, and they don't need ironed <laughs> like Dave's. Although that's 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 because it's black, you don't see that as much. But those, yeah, no, John, I won't, I won't podcast. Ask the podcast coach from there because that's no. I'll I'll still do that from my studios here. So that's uh, it, it'll just be the Gallup ones. You have to join me starting next week. Gallup.eventbrite.com will have Thursdays if you want to come out and see. Love. Again, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I need to make sure the whole building was set up with white noise, and so like you know, you hear that, yeah. Right. That room has white noise in it. And I was like, uh, that wasn't that we missed on that one. Yeah, that one oops. should not have. Yeah, that should not have. So I let the building guy know and he was like, well, can you test before? Because it's going to spend a bunch of money to yeah. pull that thing out. He's like, can you test? So I'll test Monday and Tuesday, turn the mic on, do some recording. Yeah. And just kind of see. It may not even it may not even pick it up. It's not that loud. It's you can hear it, but. Yeah, it may not come through on the mic. No, it may not. It may not make a difference. Yeah. Brandon has a great point. He goes, something that's been harder during this pandemic is equipment. Mm-hmm. Says, I've been looking for a Rodecaster Pro and an ATEM Mini for months. I've not heard of the ATEM Mini, but I know I was all excited. I got a thing from Amazon. The Samsung Q2U was on sale for 59 bucks, And I'm like, well, surely they wouldn't promote something that's not in stock and I go running to Amazon and 59 bucks, not available. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay, apparently that has been set up. I'm like, so I don't, I, I heard, uh, I think it was bangs last night. Uh, we did a podcasters round table said B and H huh. right now has uh, a, if you are looking for a Q2U, I think they're in. Uh, yeah. They seem to have been, that's, I'm kind of like them in Sweetwater. I'm kind of leaning on more than Amazon at this point for that kind of gear. Although I was I was going to pick up my podcast partner Micah, it, she moved, mm-hmm. and I was going to pick her up one of those Behringer audio interfaces, yeah. those fifty dollars ones. It's way better than doing it via USB. And B and H is out of those as well. So those that have not, I, I like them. I have one. It's inexpensive. It's great for just kind of. She's the she's weekly with me. I don't really need to put her in a focus ride or a presonus. Yeah, that Behringer just works. It's pretty great. So yeah, they're out. And this is of, and this is where you go to Best Buy, and there it is, the one and only Blue Yeti. Like, <laughs> well, if you can, get, uh, no, no. Well, maybe the our Best Buy's closed still. I mean, they, you yeah. can go there, but you can't go in. No, you can't. Right? They're, they're, they're ours are still locked down. Yeah. So the other big thing that's that I guess if you start this week, are you going to join the mm. Podcast Academy? Of course. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Fifty bucks. Why wouldn't you? And it's two letters and. A pretty awkward form. <laughs> That's a long. Yeah. I, I expected less, <laughs> to be honest. But it's it's a pretty long form with two two recommendations, right? So you and I are going to swap recommendations. I'll need to find one more. 
Yeah, I guess it's just a matter of it's kind of like a cover charge. In in the old days of we wanted uh, when I used to play a bar, it was yeah. a way to make sure that people that were in there really wanted to be there, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And especially if I was in downtown, downtown was like we need to keep like what's the what's a politically correct word for 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 oh we'll just oh say let's it. not go there but yeah it, it it just it slows down it, it the riffraff is the it's the term my mom would use keeps the riffraff out right and so it's i i, I like it i'm it's reasonable like mm-hmm. i i think they're doing a lot of things right and it's probably because rob greenlee is doing it well that's but, right, right they're just doing a lot of things right that 50 dollars is right and i think it goes to 100 right so after a certain time period doesn't go up to a hundred. It might. I, I, I that's the does. one thing I'm really behind on. I know Rob did a, a webinar last Thursday and I had it on my calendar, but just didn't get a chance to, to watch it live or watch it later. But uh, I'm with you. I was, we all kind of jumped on them when we're like, look, did you guys not know there was already something called the podcast Academy and they did know this and they, okay. So they could have done a little bit of research, but we all kind of, I gave them, I was like, all right, I'm looking forward to when I, I've heard, forget the guy's name. I want to say Hernan, the the CEO of Wondery. I heard him on a couple of shows and I was like, you know what? All right, I'm going to eat. We're not all perfect. And then when I heard Rob was now, I guess the, the chair of something. And Rob even said, yeah, I didn't ask for that. He goes, mm-hmm. they, they said, why don't you do that? So I just based on the power of, of Rob Greenlee and how I just he's such a great guy. And is a guy yes. who was he was in podcasting before there was podcasting. I know. Like if you go back to like two thousand three, there was some really weird Microsoft thing on like Palm Pilots that he was doing. So yeah. he's been syndicating stuff. Then he had a radio show for a while. And so and he is a guy if you're around Rob and people start talking about different things, he will remind people the history of podcasting is based on an open source kind of thing. And let's you not start roping off stuff. So yeah, so I'm going to put in my 50 bucks. If nothing else, I can't complain. I look, we've had two, two different, the, Oh, something about downloadable media. The association of downloadable media was the very first one. That was about 2005 and that kind of fell apart. And then there was a thing that Chris Curran and Gordon Firemark and Glenn the Geek tried to put together. And and the problem is a a whole this this thing of a podcast, I don't know, union or academy or whatever you want to call it, it takes time and it and it takes money. And neither of those groups had either. And so they they all kind of went, mm. and it is like trying to herd cats. Mm-hmm. So this is mm-hmm. you've got a lot of big players, and that's what makes a lot of people nervous. But I don't know. What do you? No, I thought? think it's good. I think it's good. I, I I like it. I like where we're headed. I mean, anything that anything worth the time or anything worth doing, I always say is worth overdoing. But in this case, anything worth doing is worth the struggle to get it. And I, I again, uh, somebody said this in the chat room, but I, I do this because Rob is just an amazing guy the most patient guy in podcasting that <laughs> like you can't frazzle him. You can't, he just doesn't get, I don't think I've ever seen him lose his temper on micro on the microphone or, Mm-mm. and he's had some moments where he probably could have, oh, yeah. he works with Todd. So what, what, <laughs> you think at least at some point he loses his patience and he doesn't, he's just such a, he, he's just such a good, good guy. So with that kind of leadership and at 50 bucks, it's just the right, it's they did they did did this one right now we'll see if it has the effect that they're hoping for i mean i'm all behind it i just like what they're trying to do with it 
Yeah, and I figure if if nothing else, I'll pop popcorn and watch. But if you think I, I yeah, like the fact yeah. I, I heard people talking a while ago about how if we want something to be implemented now, we kind of have to talk Apple into it. Because by the time you you tie in not only just Apple, but the people that use Apple's back end, that's like 70% of the market. And so if we came up with a way to make it easy for people to, I don't know, have a donate button in all the apps and we got all the apps to agree and they did and Apple didn't, well, we would kind of have maybe, let's put it this way, we would have more influence than if we were all just acting on our own. If we had a big group of people to say, hey, Apple, 30% of us are now using this thing and you don't have it. And so we'll, we'll see what, what happens. So it's, it's a good, it's, it's a good direction. They're, they're moving in a good direction. And it, is it going to be without pain points and arguments right. and no, well, probably not, but I don't, I don't think that's bad. I don't think that we, we have these disagreements in the podcasting space and we work through them. I don't think that's a bad thing. Like it doesn't need to be all sunshine and rainbows. We, there are times when we need to go, I don't like that. And you can state your opinion. You can do something different. It's still really open. So I, I don't, I, I like it. I like where they're headed. I'm, I'm, I wish them the best. I'm going to, I'm going to join and be a part of it and at least try to, at least try to pay attention. If I didn't do it, Dave, if I didn't make the payment, I wouldn't pay attention. And so I just need to, I, I need to have some skin in the game on this thing just to kind of help me kind of pay attention because I think a group like this really has an opportunity to make some changes. The corporate on the corporate side of things, the big guys, they can make changes because they have just crap loads of cash and they're able to do these kinds of things, right? They're just able to. The independent on the independent side, we we have to we kind of have to come together, find a consensus. That doesn't mean we all agree, by the way, that those two words are not synonymous. Find a consensus where we can we, we at least most of us can agree and move forward. Yeah. I would I haven't heard him talk about it. I know Todd and and Rob we're working on not because some people are like we need to dump RSS and go to JSON or whatever. And Rob was like, no, why don't we all work together and come up with some things we can add to RSS. And I haven't heard much about that. I know. No, it's going to take a while. Yeah. And I, uh, so it'll be interesting to, to see banks is banks is worried if Apple gets too involved in, in podcasting. Do you realize what pressure groups would do to Apple if unsavory groups use that and they had enabled it? Well, yeah. That's true. It's it's one of those things that could be could be interesting. I know um, it's just an interesting time right now in in America to see. <laughs> I think it's good. Yeah, I think we needed a shakeup like this. I mean, it's been really since the '60s that we've had this kind of shakeup, and you, you need you need a good every fifty or sixty years. You kind of need a good shakeup. Good question. Everything like what what are we doing here? And I, uh, it's uncomfortable. I mean, it certainly it makes many of us uncomfortable. But, well, but it's, it's, I think it's, I think it's good. Well, kind of going back to what you're talking about. one thing I think that podcasters are, are better at maybe, I don't know if better is the right word, more open to is a dialogue. I think mm-hmm. we're I, just in general, we're because we do see a much wider variety of people. Podcasters round table last night was, was interesting because you talk about uncomfortableness. And so Ray was kind of like, look, I, he kind of, we, been off for quite a while. He goes, look, with all the stuff happening in the the U.S., it really didn't seem right to like let's get on and talk about microphones and, and such. Yeah. And so we had two people of color, and I asked them. I said, 
I said, look, I, you can't get much whiter than me. I'm like, I, I am like pasty. And I said, so if I try to do the right thing and go out and purposely search for people of color to bring on my show, because maybe I need to do more of that. I said, I'm worried I'm going to now, like, does that make you, and I said, I don't even know what this word means. I said, I don't know if it's really nasty or bad. I said, but what about, I've always heard the word token. Like yeah. if I, and I, and yeah. they, so yeah. it was really cool. We had this conversation on that, but just asking the question, I was like, Oh, it's just like, I don't know if this is the wrong word. Well, good to have that conversation in that context. Yeah. And, and to say, Hey, this is something that I, I, I had, a, I was having a conversation like that and, and it was like, Hey, it's better to try than to not. So don't like if you're, if you're worried about that, don't. Just do it because it's 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 really important. And I, I myself too, even on Home Gadget Geeks, have an opportunity to to present and invite more diversity on the program. And you started looking at it, and I was like, "Yeah, I got some opportunities here." And I, and I yeah. do better. I do better than some, but better than some is not good enough. Like I need to be better. I need to be better than I've been before. Yeah. If I need to, I need to raise my own bar, set my own standard, and so I began to. Do some, do some outreach, do some things. If you're, you, you've got to widen your pools. If you're not, if a lot of people would say, well, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know anybody or I, I don't know how. And it's like, well, you gotta, you gotta widen who to begin with. You can't invite people or, I mean, I guess you could just go out and start inviting people that you don't know. But well, I have found like, I, I need to do some things differently where I, I widen my pools of friends that, so it's, so when I want to, so when I'm thinking about inviting a guest on the program, I have a bigger diversity in my pools to begin with. And that's just both for both for work and for my own personal podcast. I've got some work to do there. And it's whose responsibility is it? It's not yours to fix my show, Dave. It's me to yeah. fix my shows. I remember when I had Kristen Meisner, who's the author of the book, So You Want to Start a Podcast, and she's worked for – she is a big shot smarty pants. She's worked with WNYC and a couple other people and been on TV and she said, there's this thing called Google that you could just put in whatever your subject is and then people of color or something of that. She, she's like, you can actually they're, – they're out there if you just, just yeah. look for them. Yeah. So You're going to need to make some, some intentionality to it. Yeah. I think that's the key, right? It's just to be – and not to shame anybody into anything. Right. Like that's not what I'm, I'm here to do. But I, I think we can be more intentional about all those levels of diversity, not not just – not not just skin color, but when we think about men and women, when we think about our gay and lesbian community, there are some opportunities for us to do that. And you can you can break that down. I mean, there's so many. And it's just good to get diversity of thought in, in here. You and I, Dave, represent a very, very small segment of thought. <laughs> we just similar age, similar upbringing. So we just and that's not bad. People still come out and listen to us. We right. shouldn't should be shamed because of that. But we do have some opportunities to present some some diversity there. Are there new toys coming out? Chris Nessie says, anyone have any idea what the new recorder Zoom is releasing on July? Oh. That's like next weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd be, I'm looking forward to just because the Roadcaster just keeps getting better and better. It's going to be interesting to see what the Zooms and the, oh man, I want to say Atari, but that's not it. It's orange- Hmm, Tascam. Yeah, that sounds oh, nothing yeah, like yeah, Atari. Yeah. No, no, not at all. <laughs> yeah, but Tascam, I mean, all these other audio tools, it'll be interesting to to see, you know, what they come up with to, like, hey, it's, here's our version of that. 
Speaking of July 2nd, uh, next Saturday is July 4th. I mentioned that as we were coming in, right? I think that's Saturday. Are we going to podcast the morning of 4th of July? I'm, I'm in if you're in. I'm I don't, in. I don't, yeah. Okay. Nothing going on. I mean, on. I'm not going to blow my. <laughs> oh, is that. I'm <laughs> you glad know. you're back. Okay. You, oh, you said I'm not going to blow. And I'm like, no, you should probably finish that neither. sentence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to, I said I'm not going to blow my hand off uh, okay. <laughs> until the evening. So, <laughs> so we're, we're getting, is that me or is that you? I guess it'd be hard to tell. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Okay. So July fourth, we're here. We're here. Show show next Saturday. Yeah. Well. we'll, Are you having? I keep hearing about this on the news. Are you having issues with people setting off fireworks at night? Uh, Not yet. We will. We will next week. Yeah. uh, Starting Monday, it will every night. I mean, it'll be a preamble like you have never heard before. But yeah. We, yeah, we, I, had, I had one night where there was somebody who had gone out and bought some, but uh, poor Danny Pena, who lives in New York City, and uh, it sounded like they were coming off his roof. It was interesting that uh, mm. he's he's just sitting there and he's got his phone. He's like, every night, this is what I hear. And you just hear, <laughs> it's like he's in a war zone. I'm like, boom, big Danny? thundering booms. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, and I, I think this year it's going gonna, it's gonna to be really bad because everybody's, we've been cooped up for three months. Yeah. And everybody's just, for some, they haven't spent any money because they haven't been doing anything. And I think that that's just going to go into fireworks. And <laughs> it's going to be a long, I think you're going to have a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, just blowout. Yeah. And so if you're, if you have dogs, I know a lot of folks have dogs and cats that are sensitive to this. And yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's really hard that, and, and I know some of our friends, I mean, I have some, I have some combat veteran friends that this is a struggle. So. Oh Yeah. Yeah, Zoom on their Facebook has an announcement that says on July 2nd, Zoom will debut the newest, most advanced, most adaptable handheld recorder ever made. Awesome. Awesome. Well, good. It's the I didn't see the handheld market for for recorders doing what it's doing. I just mm-hmm. never I bought a Tascam seven or eight years ago, little a Tascam 01, 01, pretty good mics. It does its job. It does what it's supposed to do. It doesn't have any inputs or anything like that. It was $99, so not a lot. And I, I thought that would be it. And I just never saw this handheld. And I never, I never saw a podcaster moving. I just, I never saw it as a viable, like I would put it on my desk and use it as a, as a, as a recorder. I just didn't, not those kinds of recorders. I just didn't see that market coming. I thought they would be like, desktop recorders or like you back like when we used yeah. to buy DVD players and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Thought it'd be more like that as opposed to, hey, here's a handheld recorder and a re- and it makes sense. It totally makes sense. I just did not see that coming. When those when those zoom in the H six and I thought, oh, this the, these guys have overkicked their coverage. This is just not gonna be right. I was totally wrong. Like they have they have definitely dominated the market. I'd like to see somebody the oh, I forget the name of the company, but they've come out with those built-in microphone that's also a recorder. I love that concept. Yeah. For if you do a lot of traveling, it'd be interesting to see if they, they come out with I doubt that's what Zoom is doing. They're probably just going to come out with the 6N or something like that. Then it'll be fun. H6 Plus. Yeah. <laughs> Follow the Apple model, right? H6 yeah. Plus. Well, how could you improve the 6? I mean, unless it's – you've already got 6 inputs, which is probably is it over – It does multi-track. Okay, uh, and I don't use one, so I'm 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 probably yeah, not. I, I literally have one in my closet. It's still in the box. I bought it because I was going to answer some questions for somebody, and I was able to just download the manual and like oh, so I always have one in case somebody gets stuck with one. But 
I, yeah. I got recorded on one. So when I was in London back in December, which seems like 10 years ago <laughs> at this point, but when I was back in London, I had a podcaster. We did a, we did a recording. He interviewed me and we used an H6 and he put it in the middle of the table. And I went back and listened to that podcast. I wasn't, I wasn't really, I mean, the content was great and the interview was fantastic, but the sound quality for me yeah. in that scenario, I was like, we could have done, we probably could have done better. Did you have separate mics or just use the built-in? No, yeah, we, we used the built-in uh, mic. Uh, the other thing that always got me nuts about the built-in microphone of any Zoom product, H1, uh, H2, and it's really like anything else, is... I like even with the windscreen on those things, I would get popping peas like nobody's business. Mm. And I was like, so where you're and you're trying to hold it in the same place because I would try to like on my weight loss show, I'd go out and walk around the block and, and record and talk. And it was kind of cool because you'd get the whole you'd hear the atmosphere of the cars. And I remember once I was walking and a dog like came at me barking and I about poop my pants. <laughs> so that was that was fun. But uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't use it that way. I wouldn't use it with the mic. Unless I was doing back and forth, yeah, like this, you know, yeah. But I just anytime I've ever, even when I use my little H1, I have uh, my giant squid audio lavalier mics that I plug in. I've never used a built-in mic. Not that it's yeah. horrible, but it just doesn't. It's like it. It would be my well. If nothing else, you can use the built-in, you know, microphone and, and kind of go from there. So it's never been impressed with them. They're great mics, from what I hear. Those those things. I just yeah. have not. The couple times I've done it, I'm sure other folks are doing it better. I just haven't been super impressed. It's just like, it still sounds roomy. It still sounds far away. And I, I just like the audio up close. I just, I am an up close kind of guy. And so it's just like, get, let's get up on those microphones. Yeah. You know, let's get close to them because they, they, they won't struggle as much to hear you. Jim, when I tried this last week, I locked up. So we'll see what happens. Ooh. But if I do. Uh, is it time, time for a mid show? It is time pour? for a mid show oh, coffee pour. <laughs> thank you, Mark, over at podcastbranding.co. But we also want to thank our awesome supporters. If you would like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And right now, still open the teacher's pet. If you want some one-on-one -on -one consulting at a discounted rate, check that out. As well as our $20 supporters, we always want to thank people like Greg over at debtshepherd.com. Glenn the Geek Hebert over at horseradionetwork.com. Max Truscott up in the air at aviationnewstalk.com. Shane at spybrary.com. Carl White down at lifeinthecarolinaspodcast.com. Kim Kragy at toastmasters101.net. So if you're starting your Toastmasters journey, Ed Sullivan over at soniccupcake.com. And I thought we'd thank our $10 supporters this uh, week. So we're looking at people like Frasley over at b-great.today, Dr. Norm Chapin at beyondthebedside.net, Jeffrey at podnuts, that's P-O-D-N-U-T-Z, Jonathan Bloom at weeklyawesome.com, Kyle Bondo at gagglepod, Katie Holmes at outwittrade.com, Martin at Christian S. Christians TT.com, I guess is, <laughs> I had to think about that. Michael Delaney at babymountainradio.com. Nick Superling Subs uh, at Cincinnati Soccer Talk.com. Sean Park at beyourownnerd.com. Josh Rivers at podcastguymedia.com. And again, if you want to be an awesome supporter, you can go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And also, 
it's going to be, it's another month, but now available for pre-order school of podcasting.com slash profit book. It's the book from Dave Jackson, profit from your podcast, proven strategies to turn listeners into a livelihood that has been pushed back to August. And the reason for that, it turns out is our good friend, COVID-19. Yeah, it's probably better. You're yeah. probably better off. Well, it is. It gives me more time to record the audiobook. Which with July 4th next weekend, I'm like, hey, it's a holiday. That means Friday I'm probably off. And I'm like – because I just was saying I need to take a vacation even though I'm not going to go anywhere to record the audiobook and uh, just set up something probably in my closet maybe even and do that just to go for the, the ultimate clean recording kind of thing. So, Do you have kind of an agreement with them of when you can release the audiobook or are you just – are, are you kind of you have a gentleman's agreement that yeah. you're not going to release the audiobook yeah. until the yeah I'm not going to bite the hand that feeds so yeah. in this case yeah. but from what I understand I talked to David Hooper and he said if the book was ready right now he goes for your audiobook he goes it would take about a month he goes they're really again because they're probably everybody's operating on a you know skeleton crew so because I asked him I go when am I going to get like a copy of the book. Because they're still technically we're working on the back cover and a couple other things. And uh, she said, well – and I go, look, I don't mind bad news. I just I just want to set my expectations. They're like, normally we would break open a case and send you however many books are in your contract. But right now we're not shipping anything less than a case. Mm. And I was – she's like, because again, this, the warehouse people are just doing the basics. So it should be fun. I see a question in the, the chat room I want to throw in here. It's from John. Oops, that's not the one I wanted. But uh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thank you. The, the other thing I liked about it, to go back just to toot my own horn, I, I have, for some people, I had to ask for like a blurb. And some people, as you, these people with integrity, like, hey, can I read the book first before I say, and I gave one to uh, Chris Kermitzos, and he's like, dude. And I'm like, what? He goes, I read your book. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, no, like, it's really good. And I was like, oh, what? Because I know Chris would say, eh, a lot of fluff in there. But he's like, no, it's really good. So, but John says, when sharing supporters' graphics during the coffee port, are you sharing your screen? What function inside StreamYard enables this? There is a uh, – I'm not sharing anything during the coffee pour. I guess I could bring up Mark's website. It's a button at the bottom of the screen that says share screen. And so, uh, yeah, it's – it's. Oh, you can't see. It's yeah. for us it's down there. But, uh, yeah, and at that point, I – like if I – right now, if I share my screen, if you ever wonder what's going on behind the scenes, at, uh, that's my Trello board. So I had a whopping two, two questions here. I, I was talking to Jim this morning. That I went into podcast movement. I'll go into the PodFest, some of the bigger podcasts about podcasting groups and Facebook. And they were all literally, what's the best way to do an interview? How many downloads is good? Where should I host my file? What microphone should I use? And I, it was just that over mm-hmm. and over. And not that those are bad questions. There is a part of you that still wants to kind of go, have you ever heard of search? Uh, but, <laughs> but they want their they want their own answer, and that's okay. Right. That's what those groups are there for. Yeah. So Dave says oh, – hey, Before, before yeah. you go on to that one, I can share my screen too. So this oh, is nice. for, John, for John. So oh. Dave, I'm, I'm sharing something as well. So I could share that. Last week I talked – I bought a generator. Um, yeah, I bought a generator. Just because I don't want my, in case something happens, you know, we lose power or whatever. I want to be able to podcast. And uh, it was supposed, I was supposed to, it it came Friday. Did we talk about this at the show last week? 
that I bought. Did I, did I mention this in the, I, during the show? I think you I might bought have, a generator, yeah. fell off the truck, they broke it. Oh so man! I took, I took it back to Lowe's uh, on Saturday, and they replaced it. So Lowe's has done a really good job. They and it, a new one actually is at the store waiting for me right now. But I didn't say all that. Just I mean, I kind of did. I think as a podcaster, I I, I want to have some kind of backup. I'm going to wire this thing into the house too for certain circuits. So in case the power goes down, I can fire this up, enable certain circuits like the ones all my computers are on. So I could still podcast even in the midst of a of a power, power outage. outage. But I also brought it up so I could say you can, John, you can also have your guests share. Yeah. And then when I'm done sharing, Dave can let it go. And I can, pretty I, cool. can I can zoom in on Jim. That's pretty scary. Don't do that and, again, and, Dave. And I can I can just, <laughs> just be me and uh that whole name. You can in StreamYard now. You can even change. You have the ability to change the the names down here, so you can say you. Oh, want, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's brand brand new. Brand How do I do that? New. Oh, Jim, so hover over me, and there's three dots now in your control panel. And if you click on it, it'll say edit. I think it says edit their name or something like that in there. I'm not getting. I don't. It. Ha- I don't have the control panel, so I do not. Oh, down here. Yeah, down on the bottom. So in oh. my area, it has three dots. If you click on that, you get you get the ability to do some things. There you go. And change. There you go. <laughs> See, I like that. I like big being shot, big smarty shot smarty pants. pants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's interesting. That's kind of cool because some people yeah. like, oh, hey, I typed in my name wrong or whatever. No, right, right. It, it gives you the ability to to do it. Some new, by the way, check out. Uh, StreamYard on Facebook or their site. They had a big release this last week, and so a bunch of new things. A bunch of new things came. The other thing, going back to when we originally started, we used to change technology all the time. I have not played with it yet, but I've been told that Restream.io now has their own StreamYard thing, their own studio. And I was like, well, that would be interesting because the one thing I need to figure out how to do this, I need to, if I go into Facebook, now I understand I need to make my Facebook, whatever this is, uh, event open to the public so I could see. Because if you're on Facebook right now and you're typing in the chat room, I can't see your comments here on StreamYard because that's my only thing is like I can't see all the different chat rooms. If I went to Twitch and all these other places, their chats aren't coming back to me and I'm way too ADD to Watch yeah. this chat room and Facebook and Twitch and all these other places, Periscope and all these other places. So if you could, StreamYard yeah. continues to unify um, the chats, so that's been good. It's not perfect, but it's better than a sharp stick in your eye. Yeah. Carrie asks, is StreamYard mainly for live shows or are there other use cases? And and the answer is yes, it works great for live. But Dave, I've used it. You can with on the paid option, you can just record right to their servers and and get full resolution on it. Sometimes when you send it to YouTube, they compress it. Right. So whatever, when it's 720 is their highest. You can't get 1080 on this, but you can get 720 and non-compressed audio by just recording it. And you can, they keep it for seven days. So you could record your own podcasts on these and not broadcast them. Yeah. I've done our church announcements this way. So for the last eight weeks, I've been the service host. So, hey, welcome to church. Glad you're here. Here's some announcements. I recorded those solo on StreamYard just to their servers and download them, edit them, and then sent them to our church uh, to be, which is like a podcast. It's the same workflow. Yeah. So you if, can do it that way too. Yeah. That's the, and if you want to do an interview, but not have it 
be streamed. You multi-stream, do, yes, Brandon. Yeah. You can multi-stream as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You need the paid plans to do that and uh, and such, but yeah, you can. And then Brandon, we're doing that right now, right? We're multi-streaming to yeah. YouTube and Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. yeah. So, and then they, I noticed this last night when I got out of the podcasters roundtable. They said, "Hey, you can now join Streamyard." So if you wanted to go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join and you're on your phone, in theory, you could jump on in to, you don't have to be at home to be on a StreamYard call. So that's yeah. kind of And you can start one now too. Yeah. Like you couldn't before, you could not start one from your phone or a, a tablet or whatever. You can now, a, a tablet, an iPad. Yeah. No, not multi. So David Astor, you're recording separate audio channels in StreamYard. No. No, one, but if you're channel. using a Rodecaster Pro... I could yeah, have I could have sure. Jim on one and me on the other. I don't do that because I just Jim has no dogs barking in the background. I don't really have to Not worry generally. about generally. Yeah. Only spilling things. <laughs> I, I usually only spill things. So but uh, Dave says, Coach Dave says, been watching some Joe Rogan for insight on interviewing. What is your personal secret for creating quick rapport with guests and drawing out the best content guests have to offer? Can I say one thing about Joe Rogan? I started watching Joe Rogan, or at first I started listening and Bill Burr was on and Bill Burr is one of the few comedians I hear that actually does like material in his podcast. Like he has like the Monday morning ranch or something like that. So Bill's pretty funny and he's also pretty politically incorrect and he's pushing the envelope. So Bill Burr's on Joe Rogan and I'm going to say a good 10% of that was them talking about animals getting killed and mm. like a praying mantis killed a lizard. And so Joe's assistant gets the video. So I'm listening to the podcast and you hear Joe go, oh, there it is. Oh, check it out. Ooh, see that? Oh, that's, wow. Did you, oh, all right. And I'm like going, guys. And so that's where I think Joe really is a video podcast that puts out the podcast as an audio. The other thing was that really intrigued me to where I went to the YouTube video of Joe Rogan to watch that. And while he's going, ooh, look at there. Ooh, you did they didn't put the actual video that they were watching. You're watching Joe going, Ooh, look at that. And I'm like, and I, they did that a lot to where I was like, wow, this is really like, who's editing afraid this? to take down it, on that. Yeah. But going back to, to Dave's question, Jim, personal yeah, secret back. for creating back rapport. I think one is being good to your guests before the guests that you're talking to, like having, having, so the, so the interviews that I do on for Gallup, Lots of times the folks who are coming on will watch previous shows. And if they sense that you have good rapport with, with previous guests, that makes them feel more comfortable. So mm. just make sure you're being kind to the guests that you have on before. And then I always start when the guests come out, we start 30 minutes ahead of time regardless. No questions asked. It's always 30 minutes and you don't need it all, but it gives us some time to chit chat. And I just find that is the most helpful. Even for a 30-minute interview, I'm going to have them connect 30 minutes ahead of time. And so, hey, how's the family? What's going on? How you've been successful? What kind of things are great? Get them talking about some real positive things that are off interview topic. Oftentimes, I find that helps settle them down quite a bit. And then you can just ask some really good questions. And I think you have to be good at asking questions. It, this is not a skill that people are just born with. I think you have to get some are better than others. Let's just say there's some natural talent for some and others. But I, I think asking great questions, Dave, and working with guests takes a little practice. And you, the more you do it, the better you'll get. And so I, I just think that's one of those skills you need to think about and be be 
intentional about and, and practice? Yeah, for me, I always try to, anytime I'm interviewed, I try to really take inventory of my brain of how do I feel being interviewed. And I really hate it when, especially shame on me, if I haven't done my homework, because I always try to listen to at least two episodes of a show I'm going on. So I have a kind of a clue of who my audience is, but there are still times I, I still don't know who I'm talking to or things like that. So I always try to, A, let my, if it's not a podcaster, I let them know this is not live radio. And if there's anything they want edited out, I can edit it out. Or if they mess something up, it's not a big deal. I can edit this out. I'm going to make you sound great. And really, for me, if if I was doing an interview right now, I'd grab this envelope and I would put it in front of me. I would grab – although I don't like this pen because it has a clicker and I'm tempted to to do this. And then it's just a matter of asking Jim a question and then shutting up and listening to Jim. And if he says something that's really good, I'm going to write down a single word – or two words, so I can go back to that, and then I go right back to listening. And then on my other piece of paper, I probably have my six questions that I want to really ask Jim. And for me, the the coolest tip I've heard in a, in a while was from Eric Newsom uh, from NPR, who has the book Make Noise. And he said, if you have a guest, is there one question that only they can answer? So for him, I asked him, like, how did you get involved in NPR? Like, what was the path to NPR? Because he, only he could answer that. And he's a guy that's worked for NPR. So that's – and and I now try to I, – I, there's a show I listen to. I just found it called uh, Content Heroes. And it's not bad, but the guy starts off every interview with, tell us a little bit about your backstory and what you do. And every time I hear that, I'm like, eh, that's just not my – my way would be like if I was interviewing Jim about his podcast, I might say – Jim, when did you know you wanted to be a podcaster? Like, let's get to the – because there's a great book called uh, Story Worthy by a guy named Matthew Dix. And he says, when you have a really good story, you want to start as close to the end as you can because a lot of the backstory you don't need. So I don't need to know that Jim went to the whatever, Nebraska, blah, 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 and was did this and yada, 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 and Army and yada. yada. He's got a great backstory, but he's here to talk about blank. So the sooner I can get him to the content that my audience wants to hear, I think that's uh, I think that's a good tip. Well, and I think the other thing it kind of alluded to in the chat room is, so you've done some, you have a guest on, you've done some research, you know the answer. Don't, don't, ask the question and then answer it yourself. Like, let them answer it. Like, even if you know it, you only know it so you can ask great questions. You shouldn't be the one. Now, confirm it. So, hey, Dave, uh, would be good. Back. Tell me, tell me, about, tell me about your live experience. When, when you first started podcasting live, how was that? Now, I know the answer to that question because I was there with you, right? But I want to hear it from you. Then once you've answered it, I can confirm some of the high points as a host and say, yeah, I remember this and I remember that. But I think too many, and I hear this all the time, is they ask the question, they don't even pause, then they answer it for the guest. And then it's like, and then they wait, like, do you want to add anything to that? Because I was just smarter than you. <laughs> you know, and it, I think it's terrible. I hate when they turn into multiple choice because a lot of times they'll do that. If there's a, and it's because we hate the awkward pause. And so they'll ask the question, they're like, well, was it this or was it that? And, or which is kind of a yes or no situation. And I, I've heard answers before where somebody will ask a really good question and I'm like, ooh, that's – that's, and there's this like second and a half pause and the person will go, well, was it this or was it that 
Or was it really this? And I'm like, you've just now made it ABC. And if you had just shut up, chances are answer D is where they were going to go. But they just need a second to to think about it. That that is one that I will pound the dashboard if I'm driving along. I'm like you shouldn't have done that. You ruined it. No. It's just I, you, uh, I'm sure you've done this too. But I sometimes have outsmarted my myself on asking a question where I tried to phrase it in such a way that I thought was so eloquent, and then the guest goes. I didn't really understand that question. <laughs> and you're like, I know that's because I'm a jackass. So you also make it simple, like make your questions simple and let them, and then you can, you can follow up with, you can, you can start peeling the onion as you go, but you don't have to come out with a, like a, a book that's a question that's, you know, 15 minutes long. And the guest is like, Hey, are you ever going to let me talk? Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. I've, I've heard hosts do that as well. We, that's, that's something Eric has pointed out. Eric K. Johnson on the mm-hmm. podcast review show where somebody will ask a question and they'll go, Jim, what was it like when you started your podcast? Cause yada, yada, yada. And there was a time, the thing, and then you do all this setup, yada, yada, and the thing and blah, 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 blah. What do you think? And Jim's going, what was the question again? <laughs> so it's better if you go, when you started, there there was this and that, and things were different, and along the years, and blah, blah, blah. So, boom, question. And a lot of times what I will do is the, the things I cut out of my interview are almost always me because somebody will say something about, I did this thing, this happened, and I, I it's a me too without the hashtag. But somebody will say, I did this thing, and I had a client that did such and such and such. And I will go, oh, man, I've had that. I had a guy that did this, and it was crazy, and blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. I cut that out because I'm not – they've already made the point. I'm just that – but it's just me, again, building that rapport with my my guest and like, oh, I know exactly what that's like. That's that, and we exchange stuff. And I am horrible at asking questions. I engage my mouth before my brain is done. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like – so. You said the thing was going to do the such. So like, wait, how, when did you know you were going to do that? And I will get all that whole first part out. I just, I'm, I, I laugh when I hear it. I'm like, wow, that was, that was very Dave Jackson of me. But uh, the whole point for me of an interview is to make the guest sound good, but also I don't want to look like a moron. So anything that isn't needed, I will get that out. Well, there's a fine line there, right? In between yeah. looking like a moron and looking like you know what you're doing. And you just don't want to do everything for the guest. You really kind of want them to, you, you want to highlight them. Remember, you're, they're there for you. And so don't, don't steal it from them. Like right. don't steal their thunder. If, if you can at all avoid it. And it's a hard thing to do. Interviewing people is hard. And it oh. just, I think it takes practice. So I, I just encourage folks, if they're thinking about doing an interview show, listen to some good interviewers and then make it your own thing. Don't be a, don't be a Larry King or don't be a Joe Rogan or don't whatever, right? Don't be them. You be you. Ask the questions that make sense to you. Do it in a style. Develop a style that makes sense for you. You'll be the most comfortable in it. And you'll get better at it. Carrie says the whole tell me your life story starting point drives me nuts. Yeah. Not totally the same, but I watched the webinar on the uh, the other day, and the guy spent twenty three minutes giving his backstory. Yeah, that's and a whole, I got a whole I got a funny story. So okay. I went to I went to I went to a an event with Steve Wozniak. Okay, and so they Steve gets up and says, "Well, I was you know thanks for having me. I was born and went forty five minutes on birth to high school, like just yeah." And then he looks at the, this is, this may be 10 years ago now, but 
he looks at the down at the front table, the, the host, and mm. says, how much time did you want me to take? And a huge mistake. The person says, just keep going, Steve. You're fine. Like, so he then, I mean, the meat of his story is the, the stuff he did post high school with phone freaking and Apple and yeah. Captain Crunch whistle and all those things, right? All the stuff Steve is known for. He hadn't even got to that, but we knew where he went to elementary school and what his parents were like and his high school experience. And so that, that is a dangerous question to, if you're going to say, life story or whatever. Tell us, I think you got to have those a little more, or at least set your guest up to say, Hey, this is an area I want to, I want to zero in. The audience was a tech audience. We wanted to zero in on his experience of his phone freaking experience and what he did to start Apple and his relationship to Steve Jobs. Some of those kinds of things. That's what people wanted to hear. I didn't really, it wasn't that, I mean, it was cool to hear where we went to high school and some of those kinds of things, but you got to be really careful on that. Sorry, I cut you off on that. No, that's, uh, well, that's, the, again, why are you bringing somebody on? And I, I just right. hate the whole, and I, to me, sometimes if, if they've delivered value, now my audience might want to know, well, how did, how did that person get here? Then I'll be like, well, when did you, like, give us a little bit of the backstory, but I don't start mm-hmm. with the backstory because I don't care about it. Yeah. Hmm. Frank says Dick Cavett was the worst. Didn't know how to shut up. Kept interrupting guests. Dick Cavett was a guy that was kind of like wanted to at times show that he was a smart, progressive. Oh yeah, guy. oh yeah. Amazing voice though, and a thinker. A thinker. Uh, Carl Sagan was this way too. Like mm-hmm. he was used to being interviewed, <laughs> so like he he could talk, and and it was tough to get. You could see like it was tough to get a word in edgewise with Carl Sagan. He had a lot of things to say. When he do that and his questions, if he was going to ask a question, he'd qualify it for a month <laughs> to yeah. get there. So yeah, it takes a smart while. guy, super smart guy. But, but yeah, I, I could see that from man, Dick Cavett. That goes way back. Yeah. The thing about, there was an interesting thing with Dick Cavett and Ali, my, Muhammad Ali. Like I didn't realize, mm. uh, but Dick Cavett was just smart that he knew Muhammad Ali was just a great guest and like, mm-hmm. just ask him some stuff and shut up. But there were times when they kind of got a little, spar they would kind of spar each other and things like that but i think that was on amazon if i remember right but it was interesting just watching dick cavett and the fact that he was I, i'll give him credit he knew who he was talking to mm-hmm. like it was obvious mm-hmm. he had done some research and, and things of that nature going back to uh, interviewing here dan says i tell my guests i'll record an introduction to set them up later i do that a lot too mm, yeah. verify their name and pronunciation boy that's a good one Oh, a lot of time that mistake. I always go back and listen to to uh, sometimes if I'm on somebody's show, I'll listen to their show. But in some cases, I if I don't know if it's somebody I'm bringing on, I'll go see where they've been interviewed to see how they do pronounce their name. But yeah, that's that's one you you don't want to realize five seconds before you press record. Oh crap! How do you say Mazagati? Mazer? How's it? Mazagati? Yeah. No, no, Nazasaki, something like that. I I screwed it up. Yeah. Then I get to. then I get to the content. I asked them, I'm getting to the point. I'm so bad at this. Like, this is like, I, I need to fix this as part of my personality. I am terrible at pronouncing people's names. And so I've been asking them early, like, okay, pronounce it the way you want it to be pronounced. What do you want me to call you? Right. And just as a perfect example, actually, a, a guy that I work with, his name is Muhammad. We've been calling him Mo just because that seems easy. Right. And so everybody in the, in the company have been calling him Mo. And so I had him on and, and I've worked with him. I mean, he's, he's been a gal for a long time and I've worked with him before. 
And I just said, do you, what do you want us to call you? Like, mm. is it Mo or Mohammed? He goes, actually, I don't like Mo. I really like Muhammad. And I was like, we, both Adam and I, who was doing the interview, were like, oh. And you could see the fear in our eyes of like, oh, my God, we have been calling this guy the wrong name at our company for five years. Wow. And so I think it's just really important that you have that that re- early, that really candid conversation and say, what do you what do you want to be called? What do you want me to refer to you as? Doctor, this is a this mm-hmm. is an area some are it, listen they did a lot of work to get that doctorate That's you right. better call him dr smith or dr jones i like dr jones because it's indiana jones but if some of them are like no no no, do not do not refer to me as doctor i do not that is not i do so understanding that and getting that out of the way early i think is good i have made the mistake i'm sure nobody listening has made this mistake but i have made the mistake of just kind of assuming and then you kind of blow through it and you realize after the fact oh man you really screwed that up <laughs> so ask the that's a freaking name. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, hey, it's we're going to talk more about interviews. I see the chat room is uh, firing up more questions for us, but it's about that time. So, Jim, what's what's coming up on the average guy TV, Doctor? Yeah, Carlson. we. Yeah, thank you. We are. I don't. I don't have a doctor. <laughs> we are talking summer lawn care and technology. We did a spring episode where we talked about that. We're going to do that through this through the summer series. And so we talked about uh, summer lawn care. So kind of a fun episode to get in there. A little bit of technology in there as well. It'll post later this weekend out at theaverageguy.tv. And on the School of Podcasting, it's it's kind of a slant on because of my podcast. Because I got a, a cool because of my podcast story. But what we're going to spin that into is the like the trickle down effect. I don't even want to know if I want to say trickle down because some people hear that and they think about Ronald Reagan and then they get upset. But just the fact that you don't realize talking into a microphone in your basement, like what can happen. And so I've had a few people send in some things and I have to figure out how to spin this because I don't want it to sound like, look at me, I've done all these things and people have gone on to do. I I have to figure that part out, but that's what it's going to kind of be. I have a couple different examples of people going, well, because this and that happened and then this happened and that kind of thing. So we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking a little bit like we did today about the Podcast Academy. And I'm trying to think what else is coming, but you'll have to tune in, schoolofpodcasting.com. But thanks to the uh, chat room, as always, got 38 people watching right now. That's very, very cool. We're here every Saturday, including July 4th. Just go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash Live And uh, if you're watching live now and you want to jump on in, it's askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. So thanks for uh, 300 episodes. Stick around for uh, 300 more. (laughs) And uh, we'll be right back with some post-show.